I was holding that stick. I was looking around, terrified, and and the fires consumed my my eyes again. And then I felt the tears building up, and that knot in my throat got only bigger and bigger and bigger. So after a few deep breaths, staring into those flames, and an awkward silentness and an upbuilding tension in the group, I found the words. I'm not sure who I am or what makes me happy. I feel lost and I think my marriage of four months ago was a mistake. Welcome to the Feel the Breeze podcast. All about living your best life through spirituality, energy and mindset. Raw, honest and a little controversial from time to time. We are Gerben and Rianne. From the Field of Breeze family. We document our lifestyle on YouTube and build our income around our dream life. We created our reality, our best life, even in the COVID times. We sail around the world with our son while expanding our businesses and investing in projects and startups that have a positive impact on the world. And on this podcast, we share our stories and experiences. So, welcome on board. Well, I called this podcast, never do this unless you want to get absolute clarity, my 24 hours alone on a mountain. And I want to take you back to this story. And it was in October 2014. It's now eight years ago. And that I actually found myself climbing a mountain and sitting by myself with only a tarp and a sleeping bag for 24 hours alone. And it was actually just one year after I switched from my lawyer job to a junior legal counsel position within a multinational. And yes, you hit that right. A function that was below my pay rate and below my experience and qualities qualifications at that time. But this was a very conscious decision because I knew that a junior function would be quite easy to manage within a short amount of time. And if I only would be inside the company, I could show them what I was made of and could step out of my profession and in pursuit of a flourishing corporate career. And uh, yeah, let's be honest, if you studied law and was a successful lawyer for five years, (laughs) your chances of stepping into a new profession are a little bit slim, to say the least. And um, and I think there is this overall stigma, stigma, stigma doctrine <laughs> in the corporate world that lawyers can only think in risks and how to avoid them, which is not per definition a good trait for fulfilling any management function or even a direction position, which was my pretty naive, I know, <laughs> but it was my success goal in that life at uh, in my life at that moment. So. During my job interview, they, of course, asked why I would want a junior function based on my experiences and my CV. So I was very open about towards the direction function. Well, (laughs) when I shared that, they were not that enthusiastic, especially when I said that my end goal would be a becoming a general manager, which means you have to have a lot of successful experience in marketing and sales, which aren't particularly good skills for an ex-lawyer and risk avoiders. So they doubted my plans and definitely my abilities and chances of reaching them. 
And uh, to be honest, I can't blame them. Risk avoidance is in essence the primary job of any lawyer. So having that stigma was quite reasonable. So uh, yeah, what do you do? <laughs> what could I do? And the only thing I could think of at that moment was making them an offer they couldn't refuse. So I assured them that I only needed a contract for 12 months to prove myself that within three months I would have time to spare to do bigger projects next to my function and that this way I could show them what I was capable of without any risks for them. And looking back, <laughs> I was quite bold and confident in those conversations. Uh, definitely my masculine energy in control, to be honest. Uh, but uh, to be really honest, I was shitting my pants, afraid that by sharing my ambitions, I would lose the opportunity. Uh, but I just knew because of my background in law, it would be extremely hard to get into a management position outside my profession. And that would be the next step to climb the corporate calendar towards a direction function. So I trusted my gut and intuition, my people skills, and stepped into that masculine version of myself. And I even managed to keep almost the same salary, which was quite the accomplishment for me at that moment. But I also assured them that I would deliver the work for two and a half junior legal counsels so that it was actually a bargain. And uh, you, uh, yeah, well, they bought it. <laughs> and... Um, Yeah, but actually taking on a position that was actually a few steps back on the corporate career ladder, I didn't mind. I believe sometimes we have to take a few steps back to excel again. And um, the road to success, not only in career, business or sports, ask any athlete, uh, but in all facets of life, don't go up in one straight light. You go forward to take a few steps back again to be able to go forward again. And your new low point is, well, at least should be, <laughs> always at a better level than the previous one. And if you can acknowledge that, then setting steps back isn't that hard. But if indeed I notice that my new low point is lower than the previous one, then I know I'm stuck in a downward spiral like I had with my lawyer job and my personal health, mentally and physically. And that spiral, which Herbert and I call cycle of momentum, needs massive and bold actions to change to go upward again. And that means just some serious inner work, which we do with our clients and in our mentor program. Um, but, uh, but it's extremely important to always be aware of what kind of cycle you are on and if it goes up or down. Uh, but I'm getting a little bit distracted, but I just thought it's, it's, it, it is good story to share why I was willing to step back five years in my career and accept a junior function when I was actually already um, setting the steps in my lawyer job career. So, but uh, back to the story. So I got a job, worked my ass off the first year and did an amazing project next to my job after just two months instead of three, uh, which I'm still up until today so grateful for. And after nine months of hard work and dedication, they offered me a permanent contract and a position in the leadership development program. And Darren and I knew it, my corporate career is going to happen. I'm going to get that general manager function. Well, <laughs> I was that confident and fixed on that career path. Uh, nothing would stop me. Uh, well, Rihanna, except you. 
Ah, oh boy, <laughs> what was I wrong? And if I look back, I can only give a lot of love to the younger version of me, that so ambitious career tiger, and would give her a hug and whisper in her ear, life is about so much more than career, finances or business. It's about contribution, real connection, love and so much more. Just go out and have fun, play with life. But okay, that amount of wisdom comes with age and experience, I guess. But back to the story. So I got myself in that leadership program, which was designed by one of the best personal leadership training institutes from the Netherlands. And I started with a kickoff of four days in the Ardennes in Belgium. Uh, we got this invitation and a map how to get there and little to no further instructions on other than that we had to be there before eight o'clock in the evening. So me and my best colleague friend, who got accepted to the program as well, teamed up and we drove together with our nice neat clothes to the Arden. And it was like a four-hour drive. We left with sunshine and got there in the dark. Uh, we had great music, snacks, and were enjoying ourselves. And remember, this was October, uh, so it was really early dark. It was a little bit cold. And um, suddenly we needed to get off the main road and drive onto a little country road and we still needed to drive at least 45 minutes until we would get at the end um, at the end destination within 90 minutes on the country road we were where barely one car could drive on and was filled with curves trees along the side little stone walls and streams but we got eventually in this heavily heavy mist and uh, this set the scene <laughs> instantly to a thrilling and scary one and thank god we had gps uh, on our phones but um, we had to continue for another 20 minutes and then we arrived in this little small Belgian village. We had to make a few turns and we ended up driving towards an old wall with a main entrance and half closed with a fence. It looked a little bit shabby to be honest and we just knew okay this is it. Uh, we needed to turn up that sandy path and drove between uh, high trees and mist towards an old building. It's, it was a little bit like a castle. It was this um, this lord, uh, lord house. Um, and we were very impressed by the scenery and the whole drive. We didn't really speak to each other, grabbed our bags and went up to the entrance. And uh, we were directly welcomed by two coaches of the leadership program and got to meet all the other participants. Uh, we did our normally introductions and everybody settled into their dusty and old moldy and... Yeah, not so nice smelling rooms. It was really an old, an old building. And a little bit later in the evening, we were welcomed outside around a fire pit to join into a special ritual. It has actually become one of the rituals we do as well within our in-person events and our one-on-one -on -one coaching. And it is called the talking stick. And if you don't know this ritual, like I did before that evening, it's an old Indian ritual where all generations of the tribe come together in the evening around the fire and share their stories, their worries and anything that comes to mind of the last days. And they do that with an old stick, the talking stick. <laughs> and when someone picks up the talking sticks, 
other listen. And when one is done with the talking, the others only ask serving questions for the one that shared. And after that, the talking sticks get returned to wait until the next person will pick it up to share their story. And it doesn't sound like much, but it was quite an experience. As soon as the coaches explained the ritual to me, um, I just knew I had to share something big. I had that feeling inside my stomach and that knot in my throat and it was really big. It was something I didn't dare to speak out. It was something I even didn't dare to tell myself, let alone in a group of people. But I also knew that I had to do this, that where this discomfort is, this amount of discomfort, there is tremendous growth and opportunity to transform. And at that moment, I wasn't that experienced in transformations yet. Now I would totally get excited. But at that moment, I was scared as hell. And um, and. And, and the funny part is I didn't, I didn't actually really knew what I needed to share. So if we go back, I just switched my job far too late from that lawyer position where I got really drained and felt horrible. Uh, but that's for a different story. And I found tremendous joy and energy in my new function and projects, which I was doing for nine months. But when I got home, Every evening, I still felt drained and out of place. And that contrast was so big that I knew that something was wrong. I knew that over the years, I lost myself, that I didn't know who I truly was or what made me happy. My career did at that moment, but for the rest, I felt stuck. Stuck in a way of life, stuck in a marriage, stuck in everything around my job basically and at that point I was only four months married and never really dared to express these feelings towards myself let alone to others and when I realized the magnitude of what my worries and well the story was I had to share with that talking stick uh, the first one already picked up the stick and shared their story about being insecure about the new function they got now and if this is in line with his passion and if it will make him happy in the end. And I remember looking at him, trying to focus on his story to really listen, but then I got distracted by the flames of the fire and the tremendous storm that was going inside of myself. And all the emotions of not knowing what made me happy or what I wanted in life. The fear of needing to get a divorce so soon. And what others might think. The sadness and grief that comes with ending a relationship. Shame, doubt, insecurities. You name it. Everything was in that storm inside of me. And it paralyzed me. So... I got myself together. Well, at least I tried. I pushed the emotions down. And if you follow one of our online retreats, you know that that is the worst thing you can do. But I kept, so I kept that feeling, that knot in my throat and that awkwardness in my stomach. But I got to regroup myself and listen to the stories that were shared by others. Um, but 
I just could not bring myself to ask questions. And every time the stick was laid down and I waited for his or her new career, I felt I needed to take that stick and share my story. But it felt so, so scary. And if I look now at how easily we share our stories on YouTube, on Instagram, on our online coaching... I can laugh about it, and I, but then at that moment it was, yeah, I, I can't express how scary it was. I knew that once I would grab that stick and speak it aloud, there was no turning back. It had become my reality, something I couldn't run away from anymore, I couldn't suppress anymore, something I had to face. And finally, after four others shared their worries and thoughts about their jobs and family, I stood up and took the stick. <laughs> I found the courage, but then the words just didn't came out. So I felt a little bit stupid. I was holding that stick. I was looking around, terrified, and, and the fires consumed my, my eyes again. And then I felt the tears building up and that knot in my throat got only bigger and bigger and bigger. So after a few deep breaths, staring into those flames, and an awkward silentness and an upbuilding tension in the group, I found the words. I'm not sure who I am or what makes me happy. I feel lost and I think my marriage of four months ago was a mistake. So there it was. It was incredibly hard to say. I stuttered, I fought back my tears, had a nervous trembling in my voice. But after speaking out that last word, mistake, I instantly felt relief. But <laughs> that didn't take so long. I looked up to see the group and I noticed I dropped kind of a bomb there. <laughs> up until then, the stories didn't go that deep. And no one knew what to do, I guess. So um, very silently, I put the stick back and everyone was suddenly extremely uncomfortable and didn't ask me any questions. And it stayed still quite a long time, longer than before every time we changed the stick. But suddenly one participant stood up. And with the same trembling voice, they shared their deepest worries. And others, one by one, came and another one came. And everybody was getting to that deepest sense of being. And suddenly we felt all one by one a bit better. And deeper connections, even a deeper connection than we had with our best friends. We opened up and... Yeah, eventually we actually found our teams in life. What was hurting ourselves and keeping ourselves back the most at that moment. And it ended in a beautiful evening and everyone went to bed exhausted. Um, and the next morning we got to rest a bit and we started with a walk with our dedicated body. We got bodies, which was amazing. And we had to ask 
each other, surfing questions based on the team we discovered the night before. And so after we talked about our teams one by one, uh, we got called back in again. And one of the coaches started with talking. And I can remember it very vividly because he was so good at building up the attention and setting the scene. So here it goes. I'm, I'm going to try to imitate him, uh, but here it goes. Thank you all for coming in. Um, we decided to not prepare you for what we are about to ask of you. If we would have done that, you might not have come today and your experience would have definitely been different. But we assure you, we do everything to keep you safe and we have taken precaution measurements. Just know that if you really don't want to do what we're going to ask of you next, you are free to say no. And every time he left this awkward silence, <laughs> it felt like 10 minutes and we still didn't know what he was talking about. And then it came. So we have prepared a lunch, which we will be enjoying together here. But then it's time to say goodbye. You will be spending 24 hours alone on the mountain behind the castle here. No food, no phone, no watch, nothing of electronics. Only a tarp, a whistle, a sleeping bag and a bottle with water. And a bottle with water mixed with maple syrup and lemon juice. You will be safe as you need to stay within hearing distance of your body. When you are in need, you can blow your whistle and your body will come to you. But you are not allowed to see each other or be too close. You need to have the feeling as if you are totally alone, which you quite frankly will be. So, enjoy your lunch, pack your bag and we'll see you in 45 minutes. Well, <laughs> the night before we had a bomb, but here a bomb fell again. Some were in shock, especially those that really hate the outdoor life. And I could only think of the fact that I really didn't bring the right shoes or clothes to do this. I had heels, nice outfit and some makeup. Yes, back then I wore makeup. Still nothing much, just a natural look, but still. Um, but luckily I got to borrow some sneakers, so I was already a little bit relieved. So we went, all went to lunch, didn't speak a word. Uh, we went upstairs, packed our bags, made our two bottles of water, uh, picked our tarps, our sleeping bag, and we handed over all our electronics. 45 minutes later, we were all walking very silently up to the mountain, checked our whistles and went together with our party our own ways climbing up the mountain. Quite naturally, my buddy and I found a place where we would split up and each find our own spot out of sight from each other. And the beauty was we were extremely silent and everything went on this intuition feeling. We didn't have to communicate to understand each other. So we split it up. It took us again a while to find that spot, that special spot for ourselves. And I kept on walking and I suddenly felt the need to stand still. I looked to the right and uphill and I saw this spot where the trees opened up a bit. So I decided to walk there and just sit down. And as I said, I thought, well, let's stay here. And 
when I settled, or I was settling in, I noticed that in front of me was this beautiful tree. It was not alive anymore. It was white and lost all its bark. But in the middle of the little forest against the mountain, it stood out and looked beautiful. And I and as I was installing my tarp, and that's a triangle piece of textile, which makes sure that you keep dry when it starts raining. And as I was setting it up, I heard my body whistle two times. So, and that meant that he found his spot and was ready. I replied and let him know I found my spot as well. So when we started walking up the mountain before, it was around 12.30. It felt like we had climbed hours to find our spot but it was more likely to be 30 minutes and after I finished up tying up my tarp and laid down my sleeping bag and sat down I took a sip of water and started to look around and really try to understand where and how I got at this point in my life and of course the coaches set the scenes for us with the talking stick ritual the evening before and the body talk about our teams in life in the morning so the mind was going everywhere i remember trying to so hard to think about who i was what made me happy that i had to make a decision today about getting a divorce yes or no so i was really in that team of of needing to know and get all the answers and all the thoughts and the anxiety that came with it it was extremely overwhelming so I tried to relax, but I kept seeing my ex being devastated about the news. All the, hun- yes, you hear me right, 180 people that were on our wedding having to tell them within a year <laughs> it was already over. And the gossip, everything, and then the fear, and what if I will never find someone to live with ever again. And as I said, my thoughts went everywhere so I sat down there I found some sticks to play with I laid in my sleeping bag and found out that I chose the most horrible spot to lay down too much rocks and trunks so I held myself busy with making it a little bit more comfortable which was very very helpful in soothing the mind and um, I kept my mind As busy as I could, so my thoughts didn't go everywhere. But it didn't take long. I knew I had to confront my thoughts to do the inner work and I couldn't run from it anymore. So I decided to settle down again and stared into the forest downhill. And suddenly I could hear the bells of the church in the valley. It was six o'clock in the evening. Not even six hours of the 24 had passed. And there I felt a little bit anxious for and, and was doubting how am I going to survive this? How am I going to survive this without getting insane of all the decisions and, and answers I needed to find? And as it was getting more dark, I suddenly heard some leaves moving. And when I looked up, there stood a roe deer staring right into my eyes, tilting his head a little bit, observing And I stayed as still as possible. He moved his head down and sniffed on the leaves below his feet, but kept his eyes laser sharp focused on me. And suddenly he jumped up, turned around and ran away. (laughs) I guess he didn't trust me. But 
At that moment, it was such an impressive experience. It still gives me goosebumps thinking about it. In that moment, my thoughts were silent. And I was just sitting there, being one with my surroundings and admiring the beauty around me. But as soon as he was out of sight, I got quite quickly quite dark. And the tension and nerves were building up inside of me again. So I decided, let's try to fall asleep. I, I did it when I was little in the car ride, when I would get a little bit car sickness or I would want to have the time pass by quicker. I would just try to fall asleep because then I knew when I wake up, I would be there already. And uh, so at least the time would go faster. So I laid down in a sleeping bag, tried closing my eyes. But if you have ever slept in the forest, you know that it's just as lively and maybe even more in the dark than at night. So I could hear everywhere little sounds. And I was wondering about if there were snakes there or not. I could hear footsteps coming closer and disappearing again. <laughs> and I tried to sleep, but that just really didn't work. I was experiencing too much anxiety for the choices I had to make in my life. And there were too many noises and movements and all. And the ground, and let's be honest, the ground really was too hard to sleep on. And then I heard the church bells again, 12 times. It was midnight. I realized this is going to be a very long night and the longest 24 hours in my life. So I tried to keep it calm. At least I tried. <laughs> and silence my thought and fall asleep. But that just didn't happen. So I did something I used to do as a child when I was experiencing tremendous stress. I would picture myself laying in a hammock between palm trees on this bounty white sandy beach of a tropical island with the waves of the sea in the background and a little breeze of wind. I fully focused on feeling my senses and imagining the smell, that exact sound of the waves in the wind, the dancing leaves of the palm trees and the little moments that the sun just would pass through the leaves and catch my eyes and bring that tingling warmth for just a few seconds on my skin. And it worked. It didn't, I didn't fall into a deep sleep, but I was just snoozing in my imaginary bubble of tropical paradise there where I was laying in October, quite cold in the Arden on a, on the forest uh, mountain. But um, yeah, but suddenly the smell changed around me and my senses got stimulated and it pulled me back into the present. And I realized the sun was almost rising. And how I did that was that because when the sun rises, that always brings this beautiful forest damp, dampy smell, which I love. It's almost as strong as when it just has rained. I don't know if you recognize this but uh, it's something I really love so I set back up again and got to enjoy the beauty of the mountains and the forest again and seeing it wake up with the sun rising and then I heard the bells of the church tower again it was six o'clock in the morning still no full sunlight as it was autumn but I felt calm but still a little bit worried 
because I did not find any answers on who I was, what made me happy, and definitely not on the big question if I should get a divorce, yes or no. And then I decided, let's try to meditate. And I was not really into meditation meditation back then as I am now so I just gave it a try I focused on my breathing closed my eyes I just sat there for 30 or 45 minutes I guess no idea because honestly I didn't know what time it was and so it could have been a lot more or a lot less and the church bells didn't ring every hour I really had no sense of time so after meditating I opened up my eyes again and the first thing I saw was the that white tree in front of me. Slowly it was getting more light and I could see the tree very clearly and there and then my clarity came. I came to understand that I was just like that tree. Not that of course, but a tree that has roots and a strong trunk. The trunk grows slowly every year but doesn't change that much. Just like me in my core. The branches change a bit more and are grounded in trunk. They can leave scars when broken by wind or thunder. Just like experiences and circumstances in my life and how they can scar my core. (laughs) And we have the leaves that change and grow per season and dance in the wind, just like my daily experiences. And I came to realize that I never lost myself. That my core is always there. The only thing that I lost was the connection. And I realized as well that 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 is something I could find back easily by just enjoying life. Taking it step by step and experimenting. I didn't have to take any decision or have to have that clarity about who I am, what I wanted or what made me happy or should I have a divorce, yes or no. I just needed to truly live and follow my heart and everything would unfold. At that moment in time, I never have felt such an amount of clarity, calmness and peace in my state of being. I just sat there with my newfound feelings and breathing the air and enjoying my surroundings, closing my eyes and opening up again. (laughs) And before I knew it, one of my coaches stood before me and spoke in a very calmly and silent tone. It's time, Rihanna. When you are ready, you can pick up your things and join us below. I remember that my first thought was that I was dreaming. Not so long ago, I heard the bells of the church and saw the sunrise. How could it be already 12.30 in the afternoon? But I let those thoughts disappear and took a few more minutes to really enjoy my newfound sense of clarity and state of mind. A state of mind that no matter the circumstances, I could always find my happy place. So, in the end, (laughs) I got my tremendous clarity by not getting clarity at all. Um, But I think, in essence, this this story is about, uh, about taking decisions in life, following your feelings, your intuition... Um, not worrying too much about the what, what decisions do I have to take or 
how do I get there, what to do next. But uh, yeah, just to focus on feelings of joy and happiness and then you will find your path again. So this was me totally lost in life, finding my essence again and my intuition and my confidence that we, you as well, always know who you are in your heart. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening to this story. And uh, I hope it brought you inspiration and some joy and some excitement. And uh, please, if you enjoyed this podcast, share it with your friends or family. Uh, post it on Instagram and tag us with Feel the Breeze family. We would love to hear, uh, hear how you experienced it. And uh, we put a lot of time and effort in the postcards. Um, so... Um, yeah, just a little message would be amazing. Thank you and till the next one. Thanks for listening of this episode of our podcast. If you want to know more about us, our businesses or what we can do for you or just want to follow our adventures, take a look at our website www.feelthebreeze.nl and you can find us on YouTube with weekly vlogs and daily updates on Instagram. Just look for Feel the Breeze family. Have an amazing day and feel the breeze.